The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Uri Nidam, Hashem Yishminu V'chayehu, in honor of all the members of the Minyan, all the members of the Daf Yomi, and in honor of the Rabbi, Tzkele Mitzvot, may he continue to succeed. Daf Kuf Dalid. Today's daf is being studied by Elu Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenichenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Fuah Shelema Yosef Ben Sarah and Sarah Bat Rachel. Ena Refanadaim Betoch Shar Chodei Amo Israel. Amen. We begin today's daf on Kuf Dalid Amud Rishon, and we are starting on the. Top line. Now, who you mad? And I'm not sure be on the day that Rabbi Nuhakadosh passed away. Gazrur Abanan Taanita. The rabbis declared a fast day. Uba'ur Ahameh, and they prayed Kadosh Baruch Hu Ve'Amre, and they said. Anybody that says that the Ben Rakadosh passed away should be slain by the sword. And the question is because why should they be slain by the sword if they pray if they say that a bee died? Because they wanted everybody to continue praying, and even if he died, they wanted them to continue praying just in case it would be Tahiyatamitim, that he would come back. So they didn't want anybody to say that he died. Because if he really died, the people would still pray. And he would make Tariyatamitim. That's why Shitamiku Besid explains. In any event, Sedika Amtidrabi the Igra. So the servant, the maid servant of Rabbi Wakadosh went up to the roof. Amra, she said, The angels in the Shamayim, they want Rabbi And the rabbis here on earth, they also want Rabbi. May it be the will that the people below, meaning the people on earth, should overpower the Elyonim, those in the Shamayim, those in the heavens. But once she saw, how many times Ben Kadosh needed to enter the bathroom, and she writes, because he had intestinal problems, and every time he went into the bathroom, he had to take off his tefillin, and put them down, and it was causing him tremendous sorrow every time he has to go to the bathroom, take off the tefillin, and then put them back on. Now, Amra, she said, She saw the rabbi was going through so much pain, she said, you know what? I hope that the Elyonim, the ones in heaven, will overpower the Tahtonim, the ones below. Meaning she prayed for the Ben Kadosh to die. Tosfot points out on the top, Tosfot on the Tefillin. V'afagash, shukhulay me'ayim, p'tulim ala Tefillin, v'fi she'en yichulim l'zahir yatev. Ava Rabbein waya manhig et atzmo b'chdusha yoter, midday waya yoday yatev l'zahir. Even though normally somebody has intestinal problems, is patu from wearing Tefillin, but the Ben Kadosh was able to... Uh, 
watch himself and was not a problem to wear the tefillin even though he had a problem of intestinal issues comes Gibran says that even though she prayed for the Ben Kadosh to pass away but the rabbis did not stop praying which means the rabbis were still praying for him to live. So long as the rabbis were praying, the Ben Kadosh was holding on to life. Shakla Kuza, so she took a little earthenware jug, So she threw it off the roof and it landed on the ground and it shattered. It made a big noise. So they kept quiet for one second from praying, from the noise, from the sudden noise that they heard. So they kept quiet. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, the Ben Kadosh indeed passed away. So Rabbanan told Bar Kapara, Zil Ayin, go and analyze and see if indeed he passed away. Azal, he went, Ashkehed he saw that indeed he passed away. So he made Kiri'ah, he ripped his clothes, and he turned his shirt backwards in order that he should not see his Kiri'ah because he did not want the people to know that the Ben Kadosh passed away. Because he didn't want to say it explicitly. You're not supposed to say explicitly when somebody passes away. So if the kiri'ah would have been in the front, it would have been obvious. So he put the kiri'ah in the back. In any event, patal ve'amar. So he opened and he said the following. Ir'elim umsukim ahazu ba'arona kodesh. Ir'elim means the angels... Umsukim and the righteous ones. Who's the righteous ones referring to? This is. Some say it's the righteous ones, meaning like the Malachim. Ahazub Arona Kodesh. They have the cold of the Arona Kodesh, which means the Benu Kadosh. Which means I, I again in Elim Umsukim Ahazub Arona Kodesh. The angels, which is in the Shemaim. And the righteous ones, that's the Sadiqim on earth, they were tugging at the Arun HaKodesh of Rabbi. The Hachamim wanted Rabbi to stay on earth. And the Malachim are tugging to keep Rabbi, to bring Rabbi HaKadosh back to the Shammai. The angels beat out the Sadiqim. And the Holy Ark was captured. So the rabbi said to Bar Kapara after they heard this, Nah, Nafsheh, does it mean Rabbi Wakadosh died? Amadehu Atun Kamritu. You said it. Vana lo kamina. And I did not say it. Because again, like we said, the Bar Kapara did not, did not want to be the bearer of bad tidings. Like the Pasuk says, Umutsi diba hu kesil. And therefore, he did not want to say it explicitly. Or he didn't want to go against what the rabbi said in the beginning of the Gebarah, that nobody should explicitly say that Rabbi Wakadosh died. In any event, the Gebarah continues, Bish'at b'tiratosh rabbi, at the time of Rabbi Wakadosh's passing, zakaf esir esbe'otav k'napeh ma'ala, he extended his ten fingers towards the heaven, and Amari said, Rabbono shil'olam, galui v'yadu'a lefanecha, it is known and revealed in front of you, shi'agati b'esir esbe'otav, but Torah, that I toiled with my ten fingers in the study of Torah, which means I studied with all my strength. And I did not enjoy any worldly pleasures, even to the, to the toil of my little finger. Which means I had no of any pleasures of this world. 
even to the toilet by little finger. May be your will. There should be peace in my place of eternal rest. Heavenly voice came out and said, He will come with peace and they will rest upon their resting place. So the Gemara now asks a question. It should say that you will rest on your resting place. Meaning it should say, Al on your resting place. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Yanuhu Al Mishkevotam, on their resting place? Why did you use a plural lashon? At a time when the Sadiq leaves this world, So the angels come in front of the Kadosh Baruch Hu and say, This righteous one, so and so is coming. So Bani Olam says, Okay, let the Sadiqin, the righteous ones, come out of their resting place and go greet him. When the righteous ones come out, they say to the new arrival, He will come in peace. And then they return to their resting places. So therefore, Now, we know that we learned in another Gemara in Berachot that says when somebody is talking to a niftar, when he's leaving the niftar, uh, a deceased one, he tells them, Lech, Lech Shalom. Or actually, Lech, Bech Shalom. When you're talking to somebody that's living, you say Lech, Lech Shalom. Now, why do you say Lech, Bech Shalom to a deceased one? Because... Beshalo means go with your completeness, with, with all the accomplishments that you accomplish in this world. Now go to your final resting place. Beshalo with the accomplishments. To a living person, you say lech leshalom. Go to your accomplishments. If you're still alive, you still have a chance to elevate yourself. So that's what I tell him. Yavo beshalom. He will come with his completeness, with his, uh, with all his accomplishments. And then even the Gebarah comes along and says, that's why it says Meshkevotam, because it's referring to the Tzaddikim that come to greet the Tzaddik, so therefore they go back to their resting places. Amar bil Azar, When a righteous person leaves this world, Shalosh Kitoch Sharit Yotzot Likrato. So there's three groups of angels that go out and meet him. One of them says, Bo Beshalom. Right? We said, come with peace. Now, one says, This is the one that walked the straight path. We refer to the tzaddik that walked the straight path in life. We will come with peace, and they, tzaddikim that came to greet him, will go back to their resting place. When the wicked person leaves this world, there's three groups of destruction, destructing angels that come to meet him. One says, There is no peace, Hashem says, regarding the wicked. One says, he will lie down in sorrow. Descend and lay down with those that are blocked, that are those of the blocked heart. Those that are stout hearted that did not uh, serve. 
So therefore we see that what? That there's a difference between the greeting of the Tzadikim, obviously, and the greeting of the the Shaim are greeted with three angels that come and uh, predict to the Rasha now of gloom, where the Tzadikim are greeted with three groups of angels that talk about their final resting place that is going to be in peace. Comes the next Mishnah. The Mishnah reads... So long as the almana remains by her father's house, which means her husband died, so she moved back to her father. So she has rights to her ketubah forever. But if she decides to remain by her husband's house, which she has the right to do that, so then she can only... Uh, have rights to claim her ketubah within 25 years. Which means if she didn't claim her ketubah after 25 years, she loses it. Shwala, what's the logic of the Bimi'ir? This is the Bimi'ir Shita. Because in 25 years, living by her husband's house, what normally happens is the neighbors usually come over and they ask to borrow certain things. So she lends out salt or uh, different uh, items like uh, water and stuff like that. So therefore, so, uh, bread, I should say, and therefore that costs money. So the rabbis figured in 25 years, all the things she lent out from her husband's estate, she ended up getting a ketubah from that. So therefore she's paid out. So if she claims it within 25 years, she gets a ketubah. But after 20 years, when she didn't claim it, we say, it's over. And it's only by bit ba'ala, because by bit ba'ala, again, she lends out things to the neighbor, like anybody would lend out things to the neighbor. So after 25 years, we say already, with all the things she lent out, it's paid up already. But when she's up by her father's house, even if she's lending out things to the neighbor, it's not from the husband's estate, it's my father's money. So therefore she doesn't lose a ketubah forever. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir Shaman Meshum Meshbag, in the name of Rabbi Shaman Gamliel. Okay, we say no. The opposite. That so long as she's living by her husband's house, go back to Bata Le'olam. She gets a ketubah forever. But the opposite, but she's living by her father's house. So she has only 25 years. And we'll see exactly the logic of the Hakamim. Let's read the Mishnah, the Rashim, the Mishnah. The Hakamim Omrim, this 25 year business, which means it's nothing to do with 20 years, it's nothing to do with the favors that she does for the neighbors, therefore they deduct it from her ketubah. When they mention this 25 years, it's got to do with we can assume that if she kept quiet and she didn't claim her ketubah all those years, she was mochel the ketubah. So long as she's by the husband's house, we assume that what? Her shitika is not considered a mechila, which means even though she kept quiet for more than 25 years, we don't consider that she's mechila ketubah. So why did she keep quiet? And the mepneh shemichabedim ota, since they're giving her respect, they're feeding her, they're taking care of her, he boshal limkot al ketubah. She's embarrassed. Already she's taking from the estate, the Hiroshima taking care of her, so she's embarrassed to ask for the ketubah. So therefore the fact that she kept quiet does not interpret as a mechila, but in her father's house, she's being supported by her father. So already, after 25 years, you can assume that indeed she was mochel. So let's review the makhluk between the bimir and hachemir. The bimir explains that what? That dafka, when she is 
Bebet Aviya, so then she gets the Ketubah forever. However, when she's bit Ba'ala, which is by the husband's house, she only has 25 years. Why? Because for all the things that she lends out to the neighbors, over the course of the 25 years, already a Ketubah is paid out. However, according to Hakim, they say the opposite. That when she is by Bet Ba'ala, she can claim her Ketubah forever. But by Bet Avia, only 25 years. And the reason why Bet Ba'ala, she can claim forever, is because we assume that the reason why she didn't open her mouth, because she's embarrassed. Because she's getting so much already from support, so she doesn't want to ask for the Ketubah. But she when she's by Bet Avia, she shouldn't be embarrassed. Because she kept quiet after 25 years, we assume that it is indeed a Mechila. Meta, now let's say the Almana dies, Yorshea, Mazkirin, Ketubata, Adesim, Vahamesh Chanim. So now the Ketubah goes to the Yorshim, her inheritors. They also have 25 years, which means from the from when the husband dies, the clock continues, and the Yorshim have 25 years before they claim, uh, 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 until 25 years to claim the Ketuvah. Amadeh Abayyad of Yosef. So, Abayyad tells of Yosef, that we said the logic of the 25 years when she's by Bet Ba'ala is why? Because that she's always lending out things to the neighbors, so therefore, over the course of 25 years, she's going to end up giving away the amount of her Ketuvah. So the Gebarah says, You want to tell me that this is a standard shi'ud? That 25 years is the standard shi'ud, let's say, for a poor lady that has a small ketubah. was a lady, was one of the wealthy ladies of Yerushalayim. You're going to tell me also what? That's also 25 years? Which is she has a much bigger ketubah. So therefore it doesn't make sense that she should have the same amount of 25 years as Aniyah. Which means with the, 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 her ketubah should take much longer to, 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 if she's lending out things to the neighbors and things like that, it should take much longer to deplete the amount of the Ketubah. According to the strength of the camel, that is the load. Which they meant to say is that you're right. A lady that's rich like Bartabat Baitos, true, she has a big Ketubah, but she also lends her neighbors more as well. She's not lending just salt and bread. She must lend the neighbors uh, more value. So therefore, it's the same thing. The 25 years, each one according to their strength, that's the way they are going to give gifts to the neighbors, so therefore it works out the same. What about splitting the Ketubah in parts? Which means, what does that mean? Let's say, she's not Mokhel after Tosh, she, she, she didn't open her mouth, but she opened her mouth, let's say, after 20, uh, 20 years. So now do we deduct from the Ketubah 20 years worth? Or for every year that she didn't open her mouth, do we deduct 125th? Which means, you could argue and say, listen, since the whole logic is what, that every uh, year that she's giving money to the neighbors, that should be deducted to the Ketubah. That's why after 25 years she loses the whole Ketubah. So maybe we should also do it partially. I mean, maybe, maybe after 20, maybe let's say she doesn't, uh, she claims a Ketubah after uh, 20 years. So therefore for every year that she didn't open her mouth, we have to deduct 125th of the Ketubah. Do we do that or do we say no? It's a set price, which means as long as she claims before 25 years, she gets the whole Ketubah. So the Gebra says to this, Tiku, the Gebra leaves it in a question for Eliyahu and Navi Zakhulatov. Comes the Gemara and continues. And the Achamim come along and say that what? That so long as she is in her husband's house, she gets the Ketubah. So he goes, Let's say she comes a minute before sunset of the 25th year. 
So what's the law? She gets a ketubah because she came within 25 years. She made it one minute before sunset. But let's say she comes one minute after she gets a ketubah. She doesn't get a ketubah. Are you going to tell me that what? That in that small amount of time, she was mochel the ketubah. Because what's the shita of the hachamim? Hachamim said that after 25 years, and she didn't open her mouth, you assume that she's mochel the ketubah. So you can tell me what? A minute before she came, she wasn't mochel the ketubah. She comes a minute later, you say what? That since she forgot the ketubah, makes a difference in a minute? That's what you're telling me? So the Gemara says, Yes, you have to say that. Call me that hachamim kenu. The rabbis, whenever they give a shi'ud, they have to give a, they have to give a cut-off point. They can't just say, well, you know, the, okay, we'll give another minute, another minute. They have to say, Listen, the cut point is 25 years. Yes, you're right. If she comes a minute after 25 years, she loses it. If she comes a minute before, she gets it. That's the shul of the Achamim. They're precise measurements. For example, Barba'im Se'ah The person wants to go to the Mikveh. So the rabbi said you need 40 Se'ah of water in the Mikveh. Barba'im Se'ah Hasel Kotov. Let's say a guy goes to the Mikveh and it's 39.999. The law is, he did not fulfill the Mazav Tevilah. So you tell me what makes a difference between the drop? Yes, the rabbi said 40 sats, 40 sats. Less than 40 sats, even by a drop, he's not Yotzer. So now we go into another point. Which means, all this that we said, that what... That we have a 25 year rule that's talking about where she doesn't have the actual shtar ketubah in her hands. But if she has the actual shtar itself, she's able to collect the ketubah forever. And then she explains, because if she was going to be mochel, she'd give the ketubah back to the husband. And that would be the biggest sign of mechila. She would just give the ketubah back. So as long as she's holding a ketubah, this shita says she has claims forever. Amishnah was discussing only what she does not have a ketubah, so then the 25-year rule kicks in. The Rabbi El-Azhar Amar, Rabbi El-Azhar comes along and says, Afilu shtar ketubah yotze metahat yadeh, even if she has a shtar ketubah, it's still the 25-year rule applies, even with a ketubah. So then we have a fantastic look at over here, if it applies with a ketubah or without a ketubah. Now, you might ask that if she doesn't have a ketubah, how is she able to be gove ketubah? How is she able to collect a ketubah if she doesn't have the actual ketubah? So the Gibraltar is really going to ask this question a little later. So we're able to say that, let's say she had witnesses. Let's say that her husband died. So once you have witnesses that her husband died, so that's already uh, uh, enough for her to collect the uh, ketubah. In any event, the Gibraltar says, we have a machloket now. Right? One shita comes along and says, that's the shita of Rabbi Damarav. And the name of Rabbi Shemar Rabbi Yossi, he said, what? That... As long as she has a ketubah in her hand, it's forever. She does not have a 25-year rule. She can, get the ketubah, she can get paid forever. However, according to the shita of Rabbi Al-Azhar, he says, no, even if she has a ketubah in her hand, she cannot get paid only up to 25 years. So he asks a question on Avivudah Marav. We have a Braita. The Braita says... Which means, a Baalhov, somebody that's owed money, there's no 25-year rule. Which is, even after 25 years, he's still able to claim his debt, what he's owed. Shalom Baskara, but even if he didn't mention anything. 
What's the case where he has the claim? If he's not holding a shtar, if the malveh is not holding a shtar, well, how is he going to claim the, uh, the, the hof? It must be the case of where he's holding a shtar. So we say that the malveh is always old money. So we say that in 25 years space, it doesn't mean he's mochel. Right? And therefore, he has a shtar. And because he, he lent money, he wants his money back. He doesn't, he's not going to be a mochel. But I can make it, you can say, but an almana that's holding a ketubah after 25 years, she's going to be mochel, because since she was benefiting, benefited from the yetumim, so maybe she is mochel. So the Gibraltar's give us question against somebody with a maraf. Even if a lady has a ketubah, it's much, but after 25 years, she's mochel. Only a balchov. We say that after 25 years, is not mochel, because why should he be mochel? He lent money, he wants his money back. so therefore, that law over there is, even after 25 years, he gets paid because we don't say he's mochel. However, when a lady doesn't have a ketubah, after 25 years we say she is indeed mochel. So it comes out according to this answer, that what? At least at this point over here, that by a Baal Chov, that's not holding a star, it's le'olam. Right? In the case you're talking about how is he going to get claim, how is he, how is he claiming his money with the Lovez Modeh that he owes the money. And according to the case of the uh, lady, the, the deen is that if she's not holding a star, so then the 25 year rule applies. Comes the and says, What do you mean? Which means we learned. In this, uh, the rabbis of the Braita said, Girusha, we learned, the rabbis of the Braita said, Girusha, that a lady that gets divorced has the same status of somebody that's a Balchov that's owed money. Meaning, what's the case? If it's talking about a, a, a person, the, the, the lady does not have, she doesn't have a ketubah, she got the voice, she doesn't have a ketubah, pemai gavya. How's she getting her ketubah? She doesn't have a ketubah in her hand. Ela lab, the nikita ketubah. Must be talking about a gerusha, that she has a star in her hand. Oh, and it's saying, ugrusha, hi de la bat achonei. Which means, we're going to say that a Girushah that's holding a star, because how is she going to get paid to ketubah? She has a star, and therefore we're saying what? She gets the uh, ketubah payment even after 25 years, like a balchov. Just like we said, there's no statute of limitations by a balchov. He can claim it whenever he wants. So we say, Girushah is like a balchov. And the case is talking about when she has a star. And what's the logic? Because we say, Girushah has never been mochel. Why should she be mochel? She got divorced. She hates the husband. Therefore, we can assume that why she's never mochel, just like a balchov. So the Gemara says, Ha almana, but an almana, after 25 years, achelta. And it's over there, even... If she's holding a star, so you see what, that after 25 years, even if she's holding a star, Almana already is going to be Mochem. So therefore we have a question.
which means you, Rav you came along and said that. That when she's holding the star, so then she can claim forever. You see, not like that. You see, only a girusha that's holding a star can claim forever. Masha'en ken and almanats, mashpats, also the 25 year rule applies. Comes goes, Hachen Amek, Shechayav, Modet. Now I can tell you the case of the Girusha is talking about where she does not have a Ketubah. I said, How is she getting her money? Shechayav, Modet. The husband himself is Modet that he owes the Ketubah that he didn't pay. So therefore, she's able to get uh, without a Yashtar. And that's why even an almanah, uh, in that case, uh, 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 as well, which means, really, I'll tell you the case is talking about Kishayav Modeh. The case that we said Baal Chov is like a Girusha, it's talking about where there was no start. Uh, where there was no start, just like a Baal Chov can get paid forever, and which the case talk about where the Love is Modeh that he owes the money. I'll say the same case of a Girusha, where the husband is Modeh that he owes the money. In that case, over there, it's the Olam. But if there was a, if it's, uh, yeah, that case was the Olam. However, if there was a star, Oh, if there's a star, so then the 25-year rule applies. And that's exactly what we got, Marab, that said if there was a star, let's say by the Almana has a Ketubah, she only has 25 years. And what's the logic? Because if she didn't open her mouth at 25, that what? She would have given the... I'm sorry, I take it back. But by, 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 in the case of a star, so therefore uh, she can get a Ketubah forever. Why could she get a Ketubah forever? Because the case is talking about... Because if she was, if she was Mokhem, she would give back the... Ketubah to the husband. So let's just review until this point over here. Until this point over here, let's just review what we said. We brought a question. The question was from a Baal Chov. A Baal Chov, that somebody's owed money, he has no statute of limitations. He can claim his money, even if he opened up his mouth, even after 25 years. So we originally said, what's the case of the Baal Chov? So we thought it's talking about... Well, if he's not holding a star, so how can he get his hov? Uh, so we must have said, what well, the case about the Baal Chov is actually holding the star. So we said, oh, he's holding a star, and what's the logic? The Baal Chov, he's not going to be mochel, because he, he's owed the money. Mashiach and Almanad that's holding a star, after 25 years, I'll say that she'll be mochel. So that's a question on... So the Gibraltar says, no, we're talking about a case where there was no star. How can it be no star? Because it's talking about a case where the um, the Ba the, the Love himself is Modeh, that he owes the money. Good. So now we come to what's about him. We have a statement that says Girusha is like a Baal Chov. That's just like a Baal Chov has unlimited time to claim the money. So to a Girusha as well. And what are we talking about? Must be talking about a case we're talking about where they have a star. Right? So because otherwise how can the Girusha get paid? And what are we saying? The Girusha only which has a star. So therefore we say what? It's uh, She's not going to be mochel because uh, she hates the husband. So therefore, uh, we say in that case over there, it's like, maybe even, even though she has a star, could be she only has uh, 25 years. Question against the Vidal Marab. Come on, so no, we're talking about a case over here where there was no star. Uh, if there was no star, how did the Gerusha get her money? So we're talking about a case, talking about where the husband is more dead, they did not pay. But in the Kerame, if the Almanah had a star, it would be like Vidal Marab, the one she's Govet, the Ketubah, the Olam. She gets the Ketubah, Indeed, forever. So we learned in the Braita of Raviuda Barkaza Bimatnita and the Braita Debe Barkaza and the Bibraj Barkaza Tabara Kitubata. She's let's say a lady, she claims her kituba within twenty-five years. 
So what happens is the clock starts over again. Which is even though she didn't get her ketubah, once she already claims her ketubah, so already she shows that she's not mochel, and therefore you start the clock again for the new 25 years from the time that she claimed. And he's also said another thing. That she has a start ketubah in her hands, She's able to get her ketubah forever. Like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda Amar Rav. So we learned in this Braita two interesting laws. Law number one is that what? That once a lady makes a claim for a ketubah, finished, the clock stops and starts all over again. I guess the case is when she made a claim for a ketubah, for some reason she didn't get paid it right away. So therefore, she has a new 25 years from the time she claimed. And number two, we like Rabbi Yehuda Amar Rav, that she's, if she's holding a ketubah, so she has the claim forever. When the lady is holding the ketubah, which means, in the Mishnah, the Mahlokit is going to be in do we say that that Mahlokit is talking when she's holding the star? Maybe the 25-year rule is only talking about what? When there's no star ketubah. Second question. And then my Next question is, who do we follow? Rabbi Meir or Hakamim? Shalak leis, Rav Omer Yaakov sends to Rav Nachman bar Rav Chazda, Kishen, Pshtar, Ketubah, Yotzeh, Metachat Yada, Machloket. The only Machloket of the 25 years is when there's no Ketubah. Avar, Pshtar, Ketubah, Yotzeh, Metachat Yada, but if she has a Pshtar, Ketubah, Gova, Ketubah, Ta, Le'olam. She gets a Ketubah forever. We like the opinion we saw above of Rabbi Yudah Marav, because we say, so long as she's holding Ketubah, she's not Mochel, because if, she, if she was Mochel, she'd give the Ketubah back to the husband. And Alaka follows the opinion of Hakamim that what? That when she is by Bet Aviha, when she's living by her father, we follow the 25 year rule. However, when she's by Bet Ba'ala, even if she doesn't have a Ketubah, she is able to get the Ketubah forever because we assume that she's embarrassed to claim it. Comes again as a skater of Dimi, Amar Bishimon, Bepazi, when Dimi came from Elisha at the Bavel, Amar Bishimon, Bepazi, Amar Bishop, and the Vimishumar Kapura, Lo Shanu. This that we said, the 25 years, the 25 years she's Mohel, Ela Mane Umatai, that's only talking about the Ikar Ketuba, 100 or 200 if she was a Betula. Aval Tosefet, that's the extra that the husband's Mosi from the Ketuba, so that she's not Mohelet. Yes, she's going to get that regardless. Which means, on the Tosefet Ketubah, she is not Mokhed. Rabbi Abu Amar Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Hanan said, Afilu Tosefet Enna. He comes along and says that even on the Tosefet, just like she's Mokhed Ketubah, she's Mokhed Tosefet Ketubah as well. Amar Rabbi Yanai, Tanai Ketubah. Tanai Ketubah is another way of saying Tosefet Ketubah. Ketubah Dameh is as a deen of Ketubah. Therefore, when she's Mokhed Ketubah, she's Mokhed also the Tosefet. Itman Nameh, Amar Rabbi Abba Amar Rabbi Hanan, Amar Rabbi Lo, Shanu Elamane Matayim. So someone has said that the 25-year rule only applies to the 100 or the 200, meaning the Ikar Ketubah, but Tosefet, Yeshta. But the Tosefet, she's not Mokhel. So when Ravuna heard this, actually when Nabi Abba heard in the name of Ravuna that he said, in the name of Rav, that what? That there's a difference between Ketubah and Tosefet. That Ketubah, she's Mokhelet after 25 years, but not the Tosefet. So he says, Amal Rabbi Abba, le Rav Una. So he tells Rav Una, Amal Rav, did Rav indeed say that? 
So Amalisa Rabunata Zabi Abba Ishtikan Kaamart or Ashkiyan Kaamart. What are you asking? Are you asking me to silence me? When I said that Rav holds that, are you saying, did he really say that? Are you asking because you don't like what you're hearing? Because you argue on that opinion? And you hold that even on the Tosefet, she is Mohel? Or Ashkian, you want to silence me? Or Ashkian, you want to give me a glass of wine? Maybe you're happy that Rav said such a thing and you agree with it. But you're basically saying, when you're asking me, did Rav say this? Are you asking me this question to challenge me or to support me? So Gebra says... Again, ashtikan kamat, which means you try to sh- sh- shut me up because you, you argue with this opinion of Rav, or ashkiyan, or you're happy that Rav said you want to give me a glass of wine. So Rav says, ashtikan ka'amina. I'm trying to silence you because I don't agree with Rav. I go like the Buhanan that says there's no difference between the ketubah and the tosefet ketubah. Gemara continues. Hamte de aricha, the mother-in-law. Of Ravhiya Aricha in Tat Ahu Havai was also the wife of his brother. The Almana Bebet Abiya Havai. So that means Ravhiya's brother passed away. So his mother in law, also was his sister in law, became an Almana. And she went back to Bet Abiya, she went back to her father's house. Now in this case, over there was no children. And therefore the inheritor was Ravhiyah. He was the inheritor of the estate. Now the law is that the inheritors, the Yorshim, have to support the Almana. So therefore the law was that has to support his mother-in-law, which is actually the uh, Almana of, the, of, his, uh, of his brother. But the estate supports the Almana, so he has to support. Havai. Vizana Islim Bahamesh Shenin Bebe Nasha. And he supported her for 25 years by her father's house. This off, at the end of 25 years, Amrale Avli Mizone. So she came along and said, Okay, come here, continue giving me Mizonot. Amrala Let Lach Mizone. You don't get any more Mizonot. I have the ketubah. I pay me my ketubah. Amala lo mezone itlach velo ketubah itlach. You don't get mezonot and you don't get ketubah. Rashi explains. In that, ahu avai umet belo banim veyershu lefchia achiv. Because lefchia was the yoresh. Lo ketubah velo mezonot. The almana bebet avia. We learned according to the banan of the Mishnah. That when Amana goes to, back to her father's house, the maximum is after 25 years. After that, she loses Mizonot and she does not get her Kitabash. She didn't claim it. She only woke up after 25 years. So therefore, he, she, he says, I'm not giving you anything. It's over. 25 years passed. So the Gibra says, Tavate Ledina. So she brought him to court. She brought him to the betin of Rabba Barshila. So Rabba Barshila tells of Hiya. Emali Izi, tell me my beloved one, Gufad de Uvda, Hechiava. Tell me the story. Tell me the facts of the story so we can judge it. Amale Zanita Islim Bahamesh Shanim Bibinasha. I supported her 25 years when she was living by her. Father's house, Behayed Demor, and I swear 
my shoulders, I delivered the futa. Which means I did my responsibility. I went myself, I delivered the food on my shoulders to give her the, uh, the panasa. So the rabbi, the rabbi Shira, comes along and says, if that's the case, what's the reason why the rabbi said that when she's living by Bet Ba'ala, when she's living by her husband, why could she claim her ketubah forever? What was the logic? Why is there no statute? She's embarrassed. She's embarrassed not to, to, she's embarrassed to claim a ketubah because she's getting mizonot constantly. So she feels like it's uh, greedy to now ask for the ketubah. So same thing over here. The way you supported her in such a hashuv way, you delivered the food and all that. The reason why she didn't claim it within 25 years because she was embarrassed. You're supporting her so well. So therefore, go with the sevara. And therefore, <coughs> even though 25 years passed, the embarrassment factor still applies. Therefore, you got to go pay the uh, ketubah. Zil hafla. So he says, go, go pay her. Lo ashkah. He didn't pay attention. He didn't listen to the, to, to the ruling. Katav la adrachta anikseh. So he took it to the next level. He wrote him a document. We'll call it the document is an adrachta, but it's, it's, it's a seizure document. What does that document say? That now she has rights to go and actually seize the property. She can go now and make a, a, a seizure on the property. Rashi adrachta. Psagdin, it's actually a written document of Psagdin. Whatever properties you find in Afhiyah's estate, you can take them. Okay, so now Afhiyah comes in front of Rava. Look at this, how Rabbi Shila ruled against me over here. He said that I didn't have to pay her. So he says to Afhiyah, Shapir Denach. He rejudged correctly, which means you do awam the year, you do awam the ketubah. Also, once she heard that, she called her, Round, not only do I want my money from the ketubah from the field, but I want the perot from the time that the seizure document was written. Already she's claiming that the field belongs to me. And therefore, all the perot, all the fruit that grew on that field from the time that the document was written, now that comes uh, to me. So now she, she, she wants also ketubah plus the perot. Now she's not asking for anything extra, because she's really saying from the time that the document is written, I have a claim on that property. Therefore, I want the property plus backdate me the perot from, uh, from that time. Rashi, Amra lil rava lehedali pire de'ara'a Write me, give me the perot from the day that the adrachta was written. I want them. From that day on, they're in the, the, my possession. That, that field is in my possession. I want the perot. So comes the Gemara and says, Actually, Rashi just continues for a second and says, when, when you write in a drachta, when a seizure document, when exactly does the lokeya start to eat perot? So that she says, couple of shitore. Once she has the document in her hand, that's already she starts eating perot. When the document is actually signed by betin. 
Rabbi says different today. He says you have to actually announce the field for sale for 30 days in order that you can get the, you don't have to give her a field, you can pay her money. But you want to get the best uh, price for the field. So after 30 days they announced it, then already the pit ought to kick in. So she was claiming, listen, I want the pirot from the day that the document was written, and uh, if you tell me he judged correctly, so therefore I want the field plus the uh, pirot. So comes the Gabbana and says, So the rabbi says, I must, okay, show me your adrechtich, uh, I want to see the paper, I want to see the seizure document. He saw that it wasn't written correctly, because it wasn't written, the ishtemodana. And Betty knows, we are aware, that this field belongs to the deceased. Which means like this, which fields does the lady have a shabud for her kitubah? Her husband's field. Which means her husband died, inherited. Now there's no claim on Rabhiya's personal fields. She has no from his fields this uh, kitubah. It's on the deceased property. So really the right way to write the adrachta is that we've clarified that you know this property over here is a property that was inherited by the uh, brother of the deceased, coming from the deceased uh, estate. And then already the claim is good. However, Rababar Shila, when he wrote the adrachta, he wrote that uh, all the fields of Rav Hiya are uh, open to pay the Kitubah. Uh, that's not so. So that, uh, he says, yeah, yeah, Drachta is wrong, and therefore forget about it, you're, getting, uh, you're not getting anything. And she says, Ishtemudana, Hekarnu shanichasim alalu shekatavnu adrachta zu'alem shilmetayu. We are aware that the money, uh, the fields that we're letting you seize, are the fields of the deceased. Shishabet ketubata shizu'alem. So he says, Lav Shapir Ketiba, Shirikhtiba al Kusadot Shilzeh. He, he, the Dachta was written for all the fields. The Sadot Shelo, Elam Mishrobatot Khtubatek, Elahotan Shiraz Mubalech. Oh, so now she comes along and says, Amar La, after the rabbi continues and says, Adrachta Lav Shapir Ketiba. The Adrachta was not written correctly, therefore, you get nothing. So she says, Wait, Amra Le Tizil Adrachta. Okay, forget about the Adrachta. Make me the Adrachta, it doesn't exist. Which means I should at least get uh, paid from the day that the Akhraza, the Akhraza, he held like we just learned. He had, when you write an Akhraza, when you write a Adrakta, the Caesar document, you don't collect the property until you announce it to the Sibur for 30 days in order to get the highest price. And after 30 days, then already the property goes to the, to the, to the uh, let's say, to the lady in this case. So she's saying, let's forget about it. Bottom line, I came to Betin. I showed Betin a document. Betin did announce for 30 days that there are properties that are uh, for sale. And since uh, the properties were up for sale after 30 days, so therefore they, they, they should become to me. Which is, forget about, that. Forget about the, the fact that Betty went through the motions of announcing the property and getting the highest price possible for whatever property that was up for sale. So I should now be so to the, uh, to the field. Now she says, Throw out the I agree. It wasn't written correctly. It's called Piri, but I should get Perot, which means I located one of the fields. She says, I went to Betin and said, all right, here's my Adrachta, and that field, by the way, was my uh, late husband's field. I located it, and Betin said, fine. 
And Bitti went for 30 days and tried to sell him. So, what's the difference? Bitti went through the motions, on my word. And they evaluated the field based on the Adrachta. And they announced it for 30 days. Who is the most Mahmid opinion? He says, after 30 days, she gets to start eating perot. Amalas, so the rabbi says, no, sorry. That's only when the adrachtas were incorrectly. But again, the adrachtas was wrong over here. We cannot, which you brought this document to the Betin, and you identified one of the fields that this is the field that your husband uh, uh, left over, and Betin went through the process and all that. So she's saying, okay, forget about that. Like, just give, give, me, give me the penalty from that time. We can't give it to you. The document is written wrong, and therefore it doesn't count, and therefore you get nothing. So Amra there, so she was a smart lady. She comes along to the rabbi and says, What are you talking about? You hold, rabbi, that when a document is written, let's say so and so borrows money, okay? So and so borrows money, so now uh, they, write, they write a document. Right? He owes, uh, you owe me uh, such and such, such money. Now, normally, the Malve is going to make sure that if he cannot get paid from the lover, he's going to go after properties. Because right. he doesn't want to get uh, 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 not paid. So always he's going to make sure in the document is going to say, and if I can't get paid by you, I'm going after properties that you've sold after the loan was made, that's called likuhot, in order to, to take them. Nobody in his right mind is going to lend money without putting in the document likuhot. Now let's say a document was written on a loan, and the likuhot was not, not mentioned in there. So you know what Abashita is? He can still go after the Kuhot. Because what do you say? Ta'ud Sofer. You say the Sofer just forgot, uh, forgot to do it, forgot to put it in there. So she's telling the rabbi, same thing over here. So the Adrachta was written wrong. Meaning they wrote the Adrachta for all the properties. And that's not right. You really have to write the Adrachta on the properties of the deceased. Because you hold up the Ta'ud Sofer rule. Just like my Shi'abun, you hold up that. So they would say the same Ta'ud Sofer over here. Just say he made a mistake, but let everything be in order. Do you know she knew the law? Amar la Rava, so Rava answers back and says, No. You can use the seven of Ta'ud Sofer. You know why? Because over here, it wasn't Ta'ud Sofer. The rabbi in Binti made a mistake. Which is, it wasn't like the, 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 the rabbi told the Sofer to write it one way and the Sofer deleted something. The rabbi presiding over the case, Rabbi Rasha held that that's the way you write the Adachta. Now he made a mistake. You don't write the, so, so we only say Ta'ud Sofer, but we don't say Ta'ud Dayan. The judge himself made a mistake. So the Gibraltar says, What was he thinking about Mashiach? So it says, Mi'ikara, Hu Savur, Hani Vehani Dideh, Mali Mehane, Mali Mehane. He thought, Listen, bottom line, it's got to come from Rav Hayaz's estate somewhere, money for the Ketubah. So what's the difference if it's going to come from his field? So it's going to come from the field of the deceased. So therefore he didn't, wasn't careful when he wrote the Adrachta. He said, listen, uh, we have a seizure notice over here. She can seize any property of this rabbi. Also the rabbi said, oh, what do you mean any property? It's not any property. It's only the property of the deceased that he has. So the, the Gemara says, Rabbi Shila originally held, what's the difference? Bottom line, he, all the properties belong to him now. So what's the difference if it's from the field of the deceased or it's own? He's going to have to shell out the same amount of money. So he said, there's no nafkamina really. That's why originally he wrote the document uh, like that. 
That's a mistake. The Gemara says, why is that a mistake? Because Veloi. It's not so. You know why? Because what is she going to do? In such a case, where now she knows she can take any field, right? So she's going to have her eye on a certain field over there, and she's going to be Meshabayah, the field. She's going to go now and start working it, and, you know, making it nice and things like that. And her husband's field, that really was coming to her, she'll just let it be. Neglect because she has an eye on uh, that other field. Because again, if you're giving her any property, so technically it's possible she can work on one field to be Meshabayahid. She'll start getting perot from that field basically from when the Akhrazda, from the 30 days and all that. She's working that field. What's going to end up happening? The Amarla, but the Ravhiya could have said like this Shakil Didach, the Havli Didi. He'll come along now and say, Listen. Take yours and give me back mine. Now what's going to end up happening? She ends up losing out. Because if the inheritor comes along and says, Take yours. What's yours? Take the one from your husband. Take one from your husband. Now, now what? The husband just neglected that field. Now what ends up taking He takes back the field that was Mishubah. Which is by writing in this way over here, you're leaving it to, to, for problems. And what's the people going to say? It's going to have bed rumors on Betin. Why? Because Betin is going to say, you didn't protect this lady. Just pour Almana over here, you put, her at the, you put her at a loss. So therefore, by writing that what the property that could be seized is Dafka property that we located and determined that is belonging to the, to the deceased, okay, good. Now, even if she's Mishabah, that field, nothing can happen wrong, she's going to get that field. Because they, the, they put the seizure on it. But if they're going to put the, if you take any field you want, so she's going to work on one field, intending to get it. He'll come along and say, hey, I'm not giving you that field. Take, uh, take the one from your husband. Take that one over there. Meanwhile, that one was neglected. Now, what are the people going to say? People are going to say, what kind of bethi is this? is supposed to protect the almana, And instead of protecting the almana, they, uh, they, they put her at a disadvantage. So that's why that drakta was no good. And that's why Rabbi said, you don't get anything in this case. Let's read Rashi. Now she says... Um, the Azla Umeshabihalehum right towards the end of the uh, she's the Sadesh Shamula Betin, which means why Betin is gonna come along, let's say let's let's, let's speak out what's gonna happen. They wrote the Adrachta on all the fields. Okay? So now she's gonna go to Betin and say, you know what? I wanna seize uh, that field over there. So Betin will look at the field, they'll uh, you know, uh, uh, give the right evaluations. Okay, you know, you, you can get that field, but you gotta wait thirty days according to one sheet that we announce it and all that to make sure that we get the best price for it. Meanwhile, what is she doing? She's working the field and all that. Then at the last minute, when she's about to take the field, you're worried about the inheritor going to come along and say, hey, well, that's mine. Go, go, go take uh, yours. And now what's going to happen? As she says, Well, obviously the Yoresh is not going to uh, do anything to the, inher- to the, to the inherited field. Because he's thinking in his mind, I'll unload that, I'll unload that to the Almana. Because he says, I'm going to take what's mine. Because Give me back mine, which means take from me the one that I had the shabud on. That's from the deceased. And what's going to happen? That you didn't, you didn't take care of this lady over here. You didn't, you didn't take care of her. So the Gemara says, since that was written wrong, and and the Rabbah can't say taut so fair because the Dayan made it taut. He thought that this would be beneficial. But it's not, and therefore the deed is the adrachta was no good. Therefore, she would not be allowed to accept take a. Get to buy in this case. Adran, Allah, and no sin.